Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 24th episode of Career Podcast. Today, I'm joined with Diego Lucia. He's a drawing teacher and gesture artist from Argentina, mostly working on gesture drawing and the fundamentals of drawing. Um, with that out of the way, give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design. Hey, how are you? Well, thank you for having me here, Argentina. Um, I start, I have that question asked uh, many times, like how I get uh, into the art and and the truth about that is when I was really, really young, I went on vacations with my parents and I saw caricaturists on the street. And I could stay there watching them draw for, I don't know, hours. And I, I feel that was amazing, like how they can capture something that was in the real world and translate it to a, a page, like to a paper with just a pencil. And that really caught my attention. Uh, uh, not in a conscious way, like I was saying, oh yeah, well, when, I, when, I, when I grow up, I, I'll be a drawing teacher. Uh, and, and we can talk about being a teacher uh, later on. But uh, yeah, basically that was my really start of, of all the, the drawing career. All right. And um, were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path? I start uh, actually when I, uh, in the university. I'm I'm a visual communication designer uh, by trade, and but you know when when you study in the university, you you kind of pick something that you like, but you you are so young that you really don't know exactly what what you want, right? So after that, uh, I, I was drawing like all my life, but. After that, I start to be more focused on, on on learning how to draw and learning how to how to do caricatures. Of course, always uh, I was so attracted to caricatures, and well, then I start uh, learning with professionals, and and the internet appears in my life. With with I really envy in a good way, I don't know if there's a good way of envy, but <laughs> I envy in a good way uh, the younger generations when they had uh, already internet out there to start uh, learning with people that are already working in the industry. It took me a lot of time to get there, uh, to meet uh, actual artists and, and teachers who work in the industry and teach you the, the real things that you need to know. Right, so uh, that that was kind of my, my journey on, on on studying. Like, yeah, I went to the university. I am a visual communication designer, but all of that uh, it helped me to create my kind of aesthetics on on the web, like creating my website, working on my Instagram, and, and all the social media. Uh, but other than that, uh, the university didn't help me on, on drawing. Uh, drawing it is kind of thing I, I took on myself and, and, and when like bouncing from here to there, I've been taught by many, many artists and I really appreciate that. The, the variety, uh, the variety in my drawing, uh, it's, uh, because of that, the, 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 the amount of teachers I had and I still have right now. So, in a sense, your visual communication studies kind of helped you in terms of like user interface, user experience design when it came to your website and you know other other your social media managing, basically, right? Uh, 
Mm-hmm, exactly, yeah. Mm, interesting. And um, what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. And what made you exactly interested in it? Well, I'm kind of love uh, teaching, right? There, there's that. That's my main goal, and that's why I really enjoy like teaching people. Like to me, drawing is uh, solving problems. I love puzzles, and when when I get a new student, I need to figure out the way the student is thinking to help him or her uh, solve the, those problems, right? Because uh, there's no People say, oh, there's a, you have a gift. You have a gift uh, that can make you draw better. I, or you draw amazing. And blah. I think there's no gift. The only gift you could have is that you enjoy drawing. And then you can sit down and practice and learn and read about it and watch videos and, and sit down again and keep drawing and all that. So... For me, teaching is my goal. Actually, I'm, I'm doing it, so I reach that goal, and I I love teaching. I I, I don't know I, I don't know how to express it in words, but it's so satisfying to see your students get to the place they want to go. Like I have students getting into art schools. I I have many many. Uh, success stories. I don't like that 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 sentence, but anyway. It's the truth uh, that I really, I really enjoy for for them, right? How you, how they want to start drawing, and at the end they can't do it. It's like, oh my god, it's so that so this was so hard, and now it's so easy. Uh, and it's never easy, by the way. It's, it's like it's an ongoing journey, like learning, keep learning. Uh, it it's never ends. I, I don't know if you read uh, the stairs. It's an article I wrote uh, last year about fundamentals of drawing. And I, I, I say there that the, stop running. There's no finish line. Like you will never get to the finish line. You, you will never, your journey of learning how to draw will never end. It's like you can keep learning every day because always there's a teacher out there that knows something that you don't know yet. And, and that's amazing. Right. I, I, I know a lot of people that think, OK, I'm already here. I don't need to learn anything else. And I would say, no, uh, try to get uh, to another class uh, and learn something else. You, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I tend to go into branches when I'm talking. So please let me know. Diego, shut up. <laughs> and, and, and no, 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 no. Crazy. It's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. And um yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's kind of like a something reoccurring in people who are passionate about. Of course, I mean, it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but anyone who's like passionate about their job, you know, not just job, you know, their craft, you know, with what basically what they basically do every day for life, and like, I mean, it's the same with, uh, for example, martial arts instructors, like uh, other artists, you know, it's basically, you know, distributing your passion, you know, what you love. I mean, and it's so obvious that you're a person like, like super passionate about what you're doing, and you want to just teach it to as many people as possible who are interested. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of understandable the rewarding part of the teaching of when it, where it comes from. And um, with that out of the way, um, 
How does... Oh, sorry. Oh, did you start off by traditional art, then transition into digital? Because I saw some of your like Photoshop brush sets on your website, and so I assume that you also do digital work. And, uh, and also, how was that process of like you know learning digital for you because you were i think originally traditional artists like let's talk about about digital art a bit right now okay so yeah i started with traditional because there was there was no digital on my on my era i'm i'm 42 uh so when i started there, there was no uh like cintiq or intuos or ipads or tablets or anything like that so yeah, I just gotta grab a pencil and a paper, and that was oh. But yeah, I'm, of course I'm using digital uh, right now. I always keep using pencil and paper because I love it. Uh, but but yeah, I'm using digital. Uh, I'm using uh, a Wacom Intuos. I, I I used to have a Cintiq, but I didn't feel like it was like uh, my thing. I, I'm using uh, Intuos since 2004 uh so when, when i got my my cintiq it feels weird like uh, i was so used to drawing on uh, looking at the, at the screen and moving my hand on the, on the on the tablet that it was so weird to me that i sold the cintiq and i got back uh a new into us uh because i don't know that was weird uh, finally, I, I got an iPad, and I feel it's so cool. People tend to compare, like, iPad or, or Cintiq or whatever to the pencil and paper experience. And what I feel is, like, there are two different things. Actually, there, there are tools. You can use, like, a pencil and paper, or you can use uh, as a Cintiq to draw. Like, you can use uh, Photoshop, Procreate, or whatever, but those are different tools. It's like wanting the watercolor to look like oils, and that won't happen. The, the, those are different tools. So if you want your Cintiq or your Photoshop brush to look like a pencil, you can do it. But the experience of drawing on, on digital will never be the same as drawing on traditional. It looks similar, right? But it's not the same. Uh, I love it because, you know, you have layers, you have uh, the undo thing, which is amazing. After, uh, it happens to me many times, after uh, being like a week or two weeks drawing on a project uh, digitally, when I go back to paper, uh, sometimes I, I reach for the common C, right, <laughs> to, to get things uh, go back. And of course, there, there's no common C there. Uh, but what I feel is, is good, but there's... There's also uh, a problem with common C is that you realize uh, you uh, you 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 think that that is going to help you every time like common Z common Z common Z I didn't get it right common Z common Z and and I feel like that's uh, counterproductive. It's like erasing like every single line you drew. It's like oh no this is wrong. I erase draw I erase draw I erase. And that gets something really uh, inorganic in your drawing when you start uh, erasing like every line you do. Uh, so I really like traditional because of that. 
because if you if you feel like you're drawing, you can keep going and going and going and going, and that's a you you have their final piece that it was created uh, in a run, like from start to finish. Uh, you, you have nothing that uh, go back the time, right? I, I don't know if you get what I mean. I'm 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 I'm, I'm trying to say, or maybe I don't know if I'm explaining correctly, but. I'm trying to say that I feel more natural drawing traditional. Like uh, the digital tool is amazing, but I love traditional. Yeah, I mean, it's completely understandable what you mean because uh, I've also like um, had known people. I even have a friend who weirdly enough like she started like at first like she always wanted to learn to draw but she started with photoshop first instead of like traditional which sounds super weird i know but then when she wanted to like draw some traditional art for a portrait drawing and practice like she find it weird so i think it's just a matter of you know what you're most used to you know mm-hmm. and, i don't uh, think I, sorry i i don't think it's bad digital right I just feel like it's another tool. So we need to treat them as another tools. Like, okay, you want to draw in Procreate? That's fine. That's amazing. You can never touch a pencil. I don't really care. It's like, uh, you like that tool. It's like people, again, coming to watercolor or oils. Uh, you don't need to paint watercolor to paint oils. You don't need to paint oil to paint watercolor. You just have there the color theory that you need to apply and you need to understand how that tool works, right? You have uh, pros and cons of everything, and it's the same in drawing. When you know the concepts, uh, concepts doesn't care about tools, right? Uh, if perspective is perspective, if you do it digital or traditional, you need to apply the rules. There's no, no go around that, you know? So I, I don't mean that, any tool is a bad tool. You need to learn how to use that tool, but you need the concept uh, of drawing or anything or painting or whatever. Uh, you, you need to understand those. Uh, the tool is the tool. Yes, exactly. And actually, fun fact, uh, I think you're one of the few people who have heard that they said they prefer the Intuos tablets to Cintiq ones because everyone just... Uh, their dream is just to have this one of those big Cintiq, like, you know, tablets, you know, instead of the Intuos ones, because a lot of people who want to start in digital think they need to have like one of those Cintiq tablets and just the Intuos ones are kind of, you know, a cheaper version, which it is technically, but they don't understand that actually Intuos ones are actually pretty good and useful as well. So, I mean, that yeah. was interesting to hear. I I, I, I feel like uh, that, that that is fun. You know, to, to be honest, everyone likes those creatures uh, Sinti creatures having there on your desktop. About uh, when I'm teaching or when I'm traveling, uh, a 32 inch uh, Sinti is not very movable, right? Uh, and so I, I like to get used to my tools. Uh, for for example, the iPad. I feel the iPad is a really really nice tool to to have around because it is, it doesn't matter where I am, I can have it with me. And I can be teaching in, I, I don't know, uh, in Istanbul, for example, with my uh, iPad. So I, if I'm traveling to Istanbul, I, I won't be able to get uh, the Cintiq over there. 
I, I won't pay a ticket for my six to travel there, you know? And of course, pencil and paper, I don't even need to carry with me. I can go there and buy a pencil and a paper. So that's, that's the thing with me with this antique. I'm, I'm getting used to things uh, too fast. So th- then to get rid of that uh, comfortable uh, thing uh, really drives me crazy. So I prefer to stick with things I can have in any place, right? Yeah, that totally makes sense, actually. And um, how does your design process usually go when it comes to basically design for anything, when it comes to designing a character or anything, you know, just how does the design process go? Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Again, I'm always going back to drawing because uh, I feel drawing has two parts. It's like the drawing part specifically and the design part. Uh, I believe many people jump straight to design and that's a problem. Uh, Well, it's not a problem. It's it's something that's going to make you frustrate a lot, right? Because you're trying to describe... Uh, something 3D into a 2D surface. Uh, actually, I made a post uh, on Instagram uh, today about that. And I feel like if you can't describe a volume on on the 2D surface, it doesn't matter how much you want to design something, a character or whatever you're designing, right? Uh, so to me, the most important thing is to get your drawing skill down. And the process of designing, of course, is getting references. Uh, many people think about references as cheating. Uh, that's, that's something that, that has been uh, in art forever. Like, oh, no, you, you, you're using a reference. So then you don't know how to draw. Uh, trust me, if you don't have a reference, then you're making things up. And one of my teachers told, uh, told me this, uh, when you make things up, that's the more, the more amateur thing you can do, right? There's no professional out there uh, in no company uh, in the whole industry that doesn't use reference because reference is what gave you the, the main characteristic of whatever you're trying to do. You could ask me, if you're drawing an alien, then you won't have reference. Yes, you would have. There are many, many uh, designs that people have researched and, and try to get the idea of how an alien looks. Then you can grab all that, analyze, study that, and then create your own version. But you need to study what you're going to draw, right? Because the, the drawing part has another section that is knowledge. You can describe volumes on the paper, but you need the knowledge to describe those things kind of accurately. For example, uh, let's talk about the human figure. Uh, you know how to represent volumes on the paper. All right, that's cool. Then you can draw the human figure, right? If you want to get a specific, you have to learn a little bit of anatomy. And I always say, a little bit. You don't need to be a doctor, right? Because doctors, if you ask any doctor, please, can you draw me uh, a human figure here? He won't be able or she won't be able to do it because they don't know how to draw. They have the knowledge, but they don't know this. They don't have the skill of drawing. So in design, it's kind of the same. You need to have the skill of drawing. You need to have the knowledge of what you're talking about, what you're about to design. And then you know, you you need to have the design concepts. 
like big, medium, small, and simple and complex, and all that stuff that is going to help you to get your drawings to have appeal, right? Uh, so basically, that's the process of, of designing something to me. Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense about the power of like, you know, having the knowledge but not being able to execute it. I mean, that that's totally relevant. And um, like in the podcast, I've had a lot of like concept artists, but this question is kind of like, you know, relates to them. And uh, in your experience, what do you think is the main thing that differentiates between a good concept artist and a great concept artist? And um, well, basically... Yeah, I mean, in terms of skill set, of course. In terms of skills, uh, drawing to me is the most important. Uh, it doesn't matter the branch you're working, uh, you need to be able to draw, right? Uh, I, I, I find that people jump way too fast into the design world. Uh, and that's fine because it's attractive. It's like... Uh, you 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 get all the fireworks of people saying, "Oh, that's amazing! Look how you render that!" And and render is a technique, you know. When 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 you have your drawing and you need to render them, that's a technique that you of course you need to learn, but you cannot render what you don't know how to draw. If you want to render uh, a sphere, but you don't know how to draw a sphere, then your render is going to be uh, just a mask of what you're what, what you don't know, right? You're gonna be hiding problems there with your rendering. And the difference between uh, a, a good concept artist and a great concept artist also is speed. And a speed comes with, of course, time and quick decisions and decision making comes from knowledge, right? Uh, if, if you know what you're doing, if I ask you, I don't know, uh, whatever that you're, you're into, you will answer that question really fast because you already know uh, the, the possibilities that you have there. If you're just guessing that many, many students have that problem, they start getting into character design, but they're just guessing because they, they don't have the knowledge uh, and, of course, the skill to draw. And they start guessing, say, oh, my character doesn't look the way uh, your character looks. And that's because you're lacking the fundamentals. And that's the reason why I wrote the stairs, right? Because I, I feel like many people escape the fundamentals because they're at the beginning of their career. Uh, and they feel like, oh, no, no, I already know that. And, and to be honest... Many don't know the basics, and I, I love to teach the basics because your drawing changes uh, from zero to one hundred, uh, like in this time, because uh, core concepts are not that hard, are not that hard, and you can learn it. Uh, the, the the course I'm 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 doing right now that is drawing fundamentals. Uh, it's a six-week course, and uh, after those those weeks, your drawing change. It changes uh, like amazingly because you you get the fundamentals. Then you're not you're not uh, making up things. You're just figuring out things, and it, there's a difference of figuring out things 
and and making up things, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, in addition to that, let me also add this: that a lot of a lot of people have this kind of, I think, um, kind of misbelief that you have to, I don't know, artists or like really good concert artists have this sort of talent or something. And we all already discussed that, you know, that's kind of not true. It's like, here's, I really don't like about this culture right now that we're having in, like in general, not just in art. Um, They think that um, they don't see art and drawing as a skill. They think it's something innate or I don't know, talent, but literally like, it's, it's like any other skill, like any, like, for example, language, you practice it, you know, there's, tactics to learn it same with drawing same with anything same with programming they're all skills that you can learn it's not that you have to be talented and i don't think that even even in artists you know a lot of them when it comes to do, doing their original characters or works they kind of have this um thing that they're not that active and their kind of excuses that oh i don't have uh, inspiration i think that's like a lazy answer it's just if if you've mastered the fundamentals and you're actually understand them you can just draw any subject or prompt if you want you know at the moment if you if you know if you learn the tools well and i think a course like you mentioned already and i actually uh, i'm going to talk about the course and the article later in in the podcast but um yeah, something like that could be really helpful for someone who wants to get started in drawing and also get an understanding of fundamentals because that's the main tool if you want to go into animation, if you wanted to go concept art, concept art, anything. If you want to do anything with visual design and art, you need to master the fundamentals and you can just get away with that. Yeah, I love analogies. You, you just make one and I, I really feel like <laughs> you, you need to, to, to give analogies of, of different things for uh, students to get the idea that if you're, you said programming, and imagine you go, you go into the design school for web design school, and they ask you to design a, a website, right? And you say, okay, I'm going to design uh, YouTube. No, chill out, man. <laughs> Start with something small. You know, you you won't be able to program to program uh, like uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, something like that. Stay small, uh, start small, then then keep growing a little bit by little bit by little bit, and eventually you'll get there. Like uh, uh, again, when you see character designers from uh, I don't know Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, whatever, uh, you you'll get or or, or even uh, game industry like I don't know Blizzard. Uh, and, and you see those those characters and you say, oh, that's amazing. How can I do that? Remember, that's a whole team. That's not just one human. That's a whole team. And not only one person with a lot of experience, there are many people there saying, okay, let's try to go this way. Let's try to think about this. Let's try to think about these colors. Do they work in the environment or whatever? And so don't try to go ahead, grab a pencil, do a drawing of a character and expect to come out the way uh, uh, a character game uh, came out, right? Because there's a lot of knowledge and a lot of brains working there. So uh, remember that that's really important because people say, oh, until I don't have that uh, quality in, in, my, in my work, I, I won't submit a portfolio to to a company or whatever. And now that's not the, the, the case. Uh, you need to have the basic skills. You need to have 
uh, the possibility to draw whatever you want to draw. And after that, they're going to help you uh, get into the, the, the tracks of their style, uh, their type of working, uh, the environment you need to get the character on, and all that stuff, right? Uh, and that to me, that's really important for people to know that you won't get your first drawing the best drawing ever. That That's not possible. No one do that. Yeah, and uh, well, let's jump into another question. Um, what technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your artworks that are digital? And also, what kind of equipment you use for your traditional art? And I mean, what, what is your favorite pencil and type of paper you mostly use for your sketches? All right, we, we talk about digital. I use Photoshop uh, for the desktop. Uh, and we talk about the Intuos. And I talk, we talk about iPad. I'm using Procreate and iPad. Uh, and traditional, I love soft graphite and smooth newsprint. That's my go-to. All right. To be good. specific, uh, the, the, the best pencil I ever had is the Stadler Mars Lumograph Black 8B. The, the, the black you get with those pencils is amazing. Uh, so I love those. I, I love also Progresso pencils, Coiner, you know, uh, the woodless pencil. Uh, and oh, yes. yeah, I love the Pete Pastels also and, uh, Stabilo, Carvotello. Uh, I don't know if you know them, uh, but, but those are my main go-to. I, I, I don't jump around with, with, with those things. If I see something on the, on the art store, I get one, I try to, to play around with it. And I always compare them to the Stadler Mars Lumograph Black 8B. Uh, that's my, my go-to, right? Uh, but yeah, basically that. All right. And, um, how to get noticed by other studios and how to present your portfolio and your resume as an artist? Any tips and advice on that? Yeah. Uh, here, here's the thing. There's, there are many that they, people tend to think that you need to be like uh, a God to get into a studio. And that's really not the case, okay? Uh, you, you need to get your basic skill. Once again, uh, having your basic skill down is going to make you go a long way because when studios look at your portfolio, they want to see that. They want to see you have the fundamentals. They want to see that they throw at you, okay, draw a dinosaur, so you can do it. And if they throw at you, draw a tank, you can do it. And the only thing that allows you to do that is to have the core fundamentals and the skills uh, of drawing, right? If you are, if you want to go into the painting stage, again, fundamentals, right? Uh, because the specific of every studio is different. Then you, you don't want to go into styling, right? Because the styling will only get you stuck in one place. Right? If, you, if you learn how to draw like a SpongeBob, then you'll be the master of a SpongeBob. And if that uh, show stops, uh, so it's canceled, then you don't know anything. You cannot draw Batman in a drawn, draw in a Bob Sponge uh, style, right? That's going to be weird. Uh, so if you have the drawing skills, the core drawing skills, 
you can change from SpongeBob to Batman to Blizzard to whatever you're drawing, right? Uh, you, whatever the studio needs. Uh, so to me, that's the best thing you, you have to know when you're submitting a portfolio. And you don't show uh, you, you don't show in your portfolio things that you know that they're wrong, right? Because uh, you, you can say, okay, I, I show you this. This is amazing. But to fill up the, the portfolio, I can, I can add this one. And that's, you know that it's wrong, then don't put it. It's better to have like 10 pieces in a portfolio than to have 50 uh, and 40 of them are, are bad, right? Uh, so yeah, always look uh, at, the, at the company, what they're looking for, and try to get one or two pieces there that resembles the style they, they, they go to, but keep the fundamentals uh, visible, right? Figure drawing in a portfolio is a mask, right? You always have to have figure drawing in your portfolio. Like, because everyone can tell when you can draw or you can't when watching figure drawing, right? It, it, you don't need to be an artist. A regular, a regular person can watch, uh, can see a portfolio and tell, oh, mm, so-so, right? Because we are so used to seeing human beings that we can tell exactly when someone uh, knows how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially like uh, in figure drawings, when it comes to sometimes the gesture of muscles, even the lining of the strains of the muscle of how it draws. Like, I mean, anyone can basically see that in a drawing, like how the tricep looks, you know, and, and, you know, just my minute details like that are really important, as you said. Um, and next question is how to grow on social media as an artist. Well, that that's, uh, social media is a constant changing game. Uh, it's like I, I heard a lot of people complaining about algorithms, and you know, uh, there's no algorithm that kills uh, constancy, con uh, being constant, right? Uh, it's like you if you upload content that people are interested in they're going to be there. Okay, maybe take you one year, two years, five years, but eventually they find you. They'll find you because your content is interesting. Uh, then uh, it happened. You, 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 don't, you don't start your, your account in any social media and you'll get like three million followers on the next day. It won't happen. Right, no, no matter how much you know about the algorithm, right? Uh, people, people. What, what, nowadays, we have a lot of information everywhere: YouTube, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, you name it. Uh, and so, your content first gotta be interesting, and then it gotta have something that is on, that only you can give them, right? Because if, if we're thinking about teaching how to draw, tell me about it. There are a million uh, Instagram accounts that teach how to draw, right? So w what do you give to those, uh, to your followers uh, that, that the other accounts are not giving them, right? So maybe it's just you being you. And, and that's something that, that 
always uh, it's fun because people are telling you every single day of your life, be yourself, be yourself. And that's something that is really true, but it's hard to, to tell another person to be themselves. And the, the, the reason is there's no other Diego Lucia in the world. It's just me. So being myself differentiates me for, from everyone else. Right? If I'm copying somebody, then I'll be just like that somebody. You know? So uh, to grow in social media, uh, I, I, I can give you, I can't give you a class of social media, but uh, the main thing is being constant, constant and giving your followers things that they appreciate and they, they are interested in. And if you can be yourself while giving those things, then you're going to have your followers. Uh, and it's not something that, when I say followers, I, I really don't like the word followers because it's like uh, it's a cult or something like that. Uh, I, I feel you have people that are interested in what you're saying. Like uh, this is going to sound uh, kind of weird, but I feel they, they are my friends. Like, uh, if, if, if you send me a message, uh, you send me a message on Instagram and I reply, uh, not instantly because I have a lot of messages, but I don't think, uh, you, you need to ignore people, right? Because you have like 2000 followers or, or, or 20 or three millions, right? You, you, they are, they want to know about you. So you need to give them that because that's what you want. You want them to feel interested about you, so you feel interested about them. What do you need? What do you want? Uh, if I can help you, I help you, right? So that's, to me, the, the basic way of going around in social media. It's like, I'm not a social media guru or, or anything else, but uh, that's, to me, my, my logic and common sense of getting into social media. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I ask this question to every artist. And I mean, what you said basically is the main difference between like someone who um, wants to start posting on social media for the sake of, you know, their ego and followers or in, 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 the, in like the opposite of someone who's doing it out of passion and just, you know, generally wanting to spread the knowledge and give value to people who are interested in the same thing as, it, as him or her, you know. And um, actually, one thing about the algorithms, like it's kind of what you said is absolutely true. If you're consistent enough on any platform, you, you're eventually going to, you know, get, you know, traction. Um, because, uh, of course, there are people with the same interests as you. They're going to find you eventually if you're consistent enough. But the thing is that uh, right now, the algorithms on, for example, the Instagram and YouTube are kind of like the organic growth on it are basically, you know, dead right now at this point. But the, but the way that a lot of people have been saying that... Um, to grow on social media and actually it's one of the strategies i'm going to use for my podcast as well is uh, to post content for tiktok and linkedin because those two platforms the organic growth of them are like just crazy right now like you, you can if you post consistently on good like you know valuable information on tiktok about art even educational or anything like i'm 100 percent sure in a month if you do that consistently you're going to get like twenty thousand followers at least on TikTok right now. And I know it's there's kind of like this stigma about TikTok that, oh, it's just a platform for just cringy dance videos, but that's not true. Like there's so many good artists and like, you know, instructors right now on TikTok and even businesses are gonna are moving there. 
in the future and some of them are right now you know um it's the same thing with instagram people thought it was just you know just a platform for people to post their cringy photos you know it's the same cycle that's happening for tiktok right now and um i mean yeah, yeah. if you think sorry if you think about twitch twitch was a gaming platform right and it started as a gaming platform for many years and now it's like mutating but it's not because of twitch is because the content people are moving to Twitch. Like now there's art, there's an art section in, uh, in Twitch. That it, there used to be an art section, but it was really weak because there were not many artists on, uh, on Twitch. Now people are moving in different social medias uh, to, to, I don't know, to play around. And, and then you finally find out that Social media is created not by the owners, but of the creators like YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever did this, but ask a friend of, your, of yours uh, that works in another field to show you their Instagram. And you'll see how different it is from your Instagram. It's so fun. My wife is a, is a musician. And if you see her Instagram, it's completely different to mine. It has nothing to do with it. And that's great because it's the same platform, but the content change regarding of what you like and what you follow, right? So there's always a place for you uh, in any social media. And, and I agree with you on, on the TikTok thing. That yeah, yeah, we can change TikTok into something really different. If if you if you just uh, add content to TikTok, there's that those thoughts like TikTok is just for cringe dance uh, makes TikTok a place just for cringe dance. If you enter and start reading poetry there, and there are two people at that three, four, five, seven, one thousand then it's going to change and TikTok will become uh, a platform for reading poetry, right? So the users and the creators is what makes the social media what it is. Yeah, exactly. And um, with that out of the way, I I want to mention something that we all already, but mention something in detail because we already mentioned it like a couple of times in the podcast. Um, about the some about your first uh, the drawing course you have on your website. I mean, there's some some stuff I already checked your website. There's like an article of that says you already mentioned, and you can check it out, of course. And um, there's also the handrail program and the six week course of drawing fundamentals. And I highly recommend everyone to check it out. And I'm and I'm literally not just saying it because uh, he's right now my guest and I'm supposed to like plug it. No, not at all. I I genuinely you know love the course when I saw it. You know, if uh, I had the time right now, I'm right now studying for a university course. Um, I would have definitely enrolled in it. You know because. I, I'm all, I'm a kind of a draft graphic amateur graphic designer myself, but I've always wanted to get into concept art, you know, and drawing like really serious. But if if I if I you know, had more free time, I would have definitely enrolled. And I highly recommend anyone who's listening right now who's interested in drawing, you know, or any animation or anything. I highly recommend like you know visiting the, uh, the course, you know, to see if it works for you. Yeah, I mean it it hundred percent will. 
but do check it out. I'm going to put the website and, of course, the caption of the Instagram as well. I mean, so we can check it out later in the bottom of the caption, just, you know, above the hashtags. And um, if there's anything you want to add about any of the stuff I mentioned, you know. Well, basically, uh, the stairs is an article I wrote about drawing fundamentals, and I kind of explained there what is the objective of the of the article was to to get people something to make them find out what they don't know, because uh, the problem is that you don't know that you don't know something. When you don't know that you don't know, you cannot learn it, right? Uh, it's impossible to. Oh, I want to learn this, but I don't know what I want to learn. It's like, if you don't know what you don't know, then you cannot learn it. So the idea of the stairs is to make you aware of what you don't know. And I'm going uh, 10 steps, like uh, step by step going through each phase of the drawing fundamentals that are going to make you realize, okay, I cannot do this. Why I cannot do this? Okay, and I tell you there, you need to learn this, 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 and that. Uh, The course, it's like a six-week walkthrough, uh, mainly I'm explaining you and teaching you the things on the stairs. On the stairs, I show you what, what you need to learn. Like, you find out there what you need to learn. In the course, I teach you what you need to learn. Exactly. I, I, I see your drawings, I see your exercises, and then I tell you, okay, you're missing this, uh, and I, this is how you do it. Uh, and the handrail sessions, these are one-on-one sessions with, with artists. And what I go is really in-depth with specifically you, what you need to learn, and I won't let you go until you know it. Or t- basically until you understand it and can produce it. Right? So it's a, it's a win-win. You, 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 you're there. You're listening to me. You're asking me. These are live sessions. So we are watching each other on the camera. You're showing me your drawings. I critique your drawing. I give you more exercise. And that's how it goes. And finally, I have the Patreon, which I'm doing uh, monthly challenges and giving weekly critique to, to people who are there, right? Uh, I show a photo. People draw the photo and they send the drawings. And I, every, every week I, I give you critiques on, on your drawings. So it's not as personal as the others, but if you just want critiques and little tips here and there to, to get your drawing to the next level, that's a good choice also. Uh, but basically those are the main things you can do right now to, to learn uh, from me. Uh, and the, I, I love teaching uh, live, like on, 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 a, on a place, right? We all together there, but you know the situation right now is is making that thing hard. Uh, traveling is also difficult right now, uh, so like online stuff is really cool. I, I I also have a camera on top of my head, so if I if you need me to show something on traditional instead of digital, I can do that. So that's what I do many times on, on, in the sessions. Uh, but yes, th- those are uh, the 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 ways you have to learn with me uh, right now. All right. Sounds awesome. And um, next question is, who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Okay. That's uh, a a critic question because uh, there are many. It's like uh, if you go to my Instagram and you see the people I follow, 
you'll get there a lot of answers. Uh, I, I have teachers, like I, I always love, I will love forever, and I, I love what they do. Uh, and I can name, name them, Glenn Bilpu, uh, Michael Hampton, Mike Matesi, Carganas, Will Weston. Those, those are uh, really, really cool uh, people uh, that, that I really enjoy watching their, their drawing. They're mainly uh, drawing teachers, right? Uh, in fact, uh, which is great. You know, uh, I like learning from teachers because teachers do their best uh, to transfer knowledge from what they got in their experience into your experience, right? And that's what I'm doing. Now, now when I teach, I have a little piece of every teacher that I've learned from, uh, and, and I try to mix all that and show you what helped me. What helped me from this teacher? What helped me from this teacher? What helped me from this teacher? And those things to me are, are, uh, are really important. And that's what, what those are my favorite things to follow. Teachers accounts, because they, they show you how they do the translation from their experience to the student experience, right? Uh, so to, to name a few, those you have uh, there uh, are really cool. If you want to go to my Instagram and check my following, uh, you see, I don't follow many people. I, I, I 150 or something. Uh, so you can scroll around there and see many, many, many great artists. Uh, every, every week I do uh, a, a, a shout out of artists I like. So you can, you can see uh, new artists every week uh, to check. Like, because, you, you know, it, on Instagram, there are, infinite amount of artists and sometimes you don't know a lot of them so every now and then i find out a new artist where was this guy or this girl that i haven't seen before uh and and so i i show people what i like and what i want them to see uh so if you like them you can start following them give them love and whatever you want to do uh but but i want to spread the word about artists all right, and uh, what project are you working on right now that you can tell us about? Like, what kind of project is it? Of course, if it's something that there's like a contract involved, like an NDA, I mean, sure, I mean, no need to mention, but I mean, if that's not the case, uh, what kind of project are you working on right now? Well, right now I'm working on my courses, right? And I'm about to start right now the six week course that is uh, on the 20th of February. And I'm, I'm working on the next course that's going to be about figure drawing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, a figure drawing course that's going to help the people who already know how to draw, right, to make their drawing, their figure drawing to the next level, right? Uh, because many people believe that you need to know anatomy. Like, if you don't know anatomy, you cannot draw. So I'm trying to make... Uh, design a course that's going to help you draw figures without a deep, deep knowledge of anatomy. Then you can go and learn anatomy, whatever you want. Uh, but, but to me, the important thing on, on drawing is drawing. Then you get knowledge about that. So that's what I'm working right now on. Uh, but mainly on teaching. I, I, I'm like teaching every day right now. So I'm so happy about that. Uh, and, and, 
And that's what I'm working on right now is getting my courses to be the best they can be. And, and to, to take advantage of the time we have together, like you, you cannot be with me like every day of the week because that's not even possible. But if we have one hour together, just like, let's make that hour valuable for you. Right. So that, that's my main goal right now. I'm working really hard on that. And, uh, with that out of the way, what area beside the area you're working right now, which is drawing, of course, are you interested to explore and learn in the future? Like, let me um, phrase the question in a different way. Imagine right now um, you got like a million dollar in your bank account right now. We got the million dollar wire in your bank account, which makes you, of course, worry less about bills and, you know, other stuff, you know, I don't know, anything that might happen in life. And basically you get a lot of free time because of that, right? And in that free time, what craft or skill or new thing you would are you interested to explore and learn? Uh, you know, as I've, this is going to sound strange, but uh, I feel like I don't, I, I don't have free time, not because I need the money, but because I like to do what I do, right? So if I have more time, I have more uh, students. Like that, that's, that's the truth. I love teaching. It's like the, the, the power or the energy uh, I have when, when I teach is what drives me. So no matter what, what, what amount of money I have in the bank or what free time I have, if I have more free time, I will dedicate that to teach more students. Uh, and getting that out of the way, right? And, and to answer your question w- without uh, avoiding it, I can tell you what I would do uh, is I would learn to paint like really learn to paint, like master painting. Uh, and that's something that it's on my agenda. Uh, and maybe it's going to be there forever, but I, I really enjoy, and I want to mention uh, an artist, Alvanis Rodriguez. Uh, you can look for him uh, on Instagram. Uh, I, I love the, this guy, how he managed to to paint stuff the way he does is just uh, so amazing so check check this guy out uh, because he's amazing he's really really amazing so that would be my my next step on my uh, artist journey like learning how to paint efficiently I always like whenever I ask a question in this podcast and the guest is answering I always mute your mic- my microphone in case like any sound comes out but I I mean, no one hears it, but when you said, like, I would still, you know, get more students, I mean, of course, my mic was muted, but I said, wow, you know what, because I know, even knew no one was hearing. I mean, that's just, I mean, honestly impressive to me, and just the sheer dedication and passion you have for your craft and work. I, and, I, I, I mean, said, sorry I to interrupt you. Uh, no problem. I always, I always uh, think that if you love what you do, no matter what you do, you'll get the money. Uh, because money is just something that uh, it was invented uh, to trade, right? Uh, if you have something useful that you can trade, people will give money for that. Uh, and of course, they pay because it's useful, right? Uh, so it's not a scam. Scams are when, when you pay money for something and you get uh, something that is not useful, right? That's a scam, basically. I give you money, you don't give me anything, then you scam me, right? 
Uh, so when you do something with passion and, and you enjoy what you're doing, uh, the money will come. So the money is not a problem. People always say, oh, I, I want to be an artist, but there's not going to be money for me. I, I'm going to starve to death. And the thing is, uh, probably you won't, right? Probably you won't starve to death. Because if you put the time and effort to do what you love, uh, then you, you people will pay for you, uh, for your job or whatever, whatever you do. Of course, at the beginning, it's going to be hard because like in social media, you won't have the reach to sell your product or your service, right? So then you have to find something that give you, gives you money to pay what you do and, and take the, all the free time you have, focus on whatever you want. Right? Don't focus on complaining. Oh, I don't have enough money. Um, I'm, I'm so sad. I, I, I'm depressed or whatever. Right? Try to find your free time to focus on what you love. Right? What you love is the most important thing you can you you can do because you love to do that. Then you're not working. You're not working. You're doing what you love. People say, "Oh, I have to work." No, no, you don't have to work. If you have to work, then you're not doing what you love. So focus on what you love to do, and then you will never be working. And this is a quote is out there forever, but it's true. Again, if you like what you do, then you're not working. You're enjoying what you're doing, and that's fun. It's like when you're young, you go out with your friends and go riding a bike, playing football or whatever you do, and you're not working. You're having fun. It's the same feeling you need to have when you're doing what you, what you do. Right, so that that's my two cents uh, for everyone who's listened to this and want to get up to a level of something that they love to do, then do it, do it, spend your free time on that. If you like being the master of League of Legends, then play League of Legends. Oh, it's just a game. I won't get money. There are just too few people. Do it. You get better and better and better and better, and finally, people are going to pay you for that. As pro players, pro players get money. But you know why? Because they are all day dedicating to that. And not just for playing, they learning. And learning is something that you get with experience. So you need to do whatever you want to do as many times as you, as you can with knowledge and get it and getting feedback from somebody to get you better. But that's all, all, all there is to it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, that was such a good example about, like, for example, playing esports. Like, I mean, people don't understand, like, this, especially to this generation, that's, you know, what, how fortunate they are with the whole internet and the opportunities they have right now. Like, if you told someone, like, 20 years ago, even maybe even 10 years ago, actually, 10 years ago, that you could be millionaires with esports, they, they, would, they wouldn't believe. Like, millionaires, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, the price pool for, uh, I think, TI. 10 or 9 for Dota 2 was 33 million dollars for the first team I think which mm -hmm. is insane exactly and um, yeah and uh, actually we're, we've reached the final question of the podcast and thanks for everyone who's been like you know listening along with us and uh, with everything that's been said and done in this episode to conclude all we discussed, give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skills of like what's you like where to start, best tools, softwares, books, anything like which steps they should take to become a good, uh, you know, 
gesture artist and you know basically good at drawing okay after all being said and done here as you just said uh learn how to draw just get your fundamentals down that would be my my most uh, important advice for you for you people uh get the fundamentals uh as will weston said uh get good enough and then branch out right uh don't try to be perfect on anything you won't be perfect on anything i i i, I teach my students uh in the handrail sessions uh you don't need to be perfect like there's there's a bar in zero that you're a rock that you cannot draw a thing and there's a 100 percent that you are a printer right you don't want to be a printer but if you want to be a printer you can be a printer but just get good enough get good enough and then you start learning another thing, right? You can go to concept art. You can go to, I don't know, uh, character design. You can go to caricaturist. You can, you can do whatever you want, basically. But get the fundamentals. Because without the fundamentals, you're going to get frustrated. And, and I, I know I've been teaching for more than 10 years. And I've seen students getting frustrated because they want to get, like, I don't know, I want to be a concept artist. And yeah, dude, you need to get the fundamentals. I, I don't really care what, what exactly you want to get to, but at the beginning, you need to get the fundamentals. I always compare this. You, you did it before with language. And if you want to write a novel, first you need to learn how to read and write. There's no way you write a novel without learning how to read or how to write. It's, 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 it's so improbable that you do that, that you don't want to waste your time. Just learn the fundamental and keep grow little by little. Uh, as the stairs, go step by step. Don't jump ahead to the first floor uh, from, the, from the bottom of the, of the earth because you maybe jump and get there, but you, I'm sure you're going to fall. Right, because it's too high. So use the stairs to get. I don't mean my stairs. I mean the, uh, in a, in a, in analogy way. Like go up step by step to get to each floor. It's easier now. Now you're going to rest on the first floor. Then the next day go up to the second floor. Then you rest and you go to the third floor. And then you're gonna be so. It's gonna be seamless the growth. Because you're doing it slow and easy. If you jump straight to the hardest puzzle, then it's going to be hard to solve. So that's my advice is learn the fundamentals no matter what you're going to need them. All right. I think that's about it. Thanks so much for coming by the podcast. And where can people contact you if they wanted to um, send you a message or ask a question? Instagram, uh, they, they can send me direct messages on Instagram. It's fine. My website also you can go there. Uh, I know you're going to put it down there, but it's diegolucia.com.ar. Uh, but yeah, any, any, any place uh, they can reach out uh, to me and I, I will answer whatever the question they have. If I know the answer, I'll answer them. If I don't know, I say, I don't know. <laughs> that All right. I'll, 
Well, um, thank, you, right. thank you so much for having me here. Oh, I love to talk. My pleasure. And and this podcast could last like uh, 400 hours if you let me uh, talk. So thank you so <laughs> that, much for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, take care, everyone. See you in the next episode.